When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast, where we talk real life, real trauma, in real time. I'm Katie. And I'm Marie. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Um, I mean, it's funny because all of a sudden I like, I think when I knew we were going to do this, I felt a little bit better. Like, yeah, um, you know, just brain wise. But um, boy, oh boy, have I been sick. I'm still sick. And let me tell you, and while I, uh, I have... Basically, I just found out um, I probably have long COVID. No, fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was wondering if that yeah. might be, but I was hoping it wasn't. Um, yeah. Okay, so wait, so you were sick last week, I remember, and your your energy was pretty low. Um, was it? It wasn't COVID though. I thought you tested. But it's not COVID, so you don't test positive for COVID. So oh, I God. think this is what I think, or, or maybe it's like some other I. I, this is what I think she said. It's some kind of COVID. Um, just Variant. the facts, right? Like it just okay. is what happens when you have COVID. I think it's what she called it. The, it's the long COVID where it's like you don't test necessarily, but you're still sick. Oh, God. Yeah. And so I, but let me tell you. I think this. I've I think I've had long COVID for a while. I've been sick like every month. I get sick now. Yeah. Um, but I think this is kind of like because remember I took that medication, the Paxlovid, um, the Paxlovid, and so I know that also makes me a little bit more susceptible to getting COVID again. Really? Um, oh, there's yeah. there's like a small percentage chance that it would come back and not as fierce, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, so I don't know, like, I, Lord knows I'm not a scientist or anything, but she just says, like, basically, uh, my lungs probably were scarred up, and this is the effects of that scarring. Um, oh. And I was thinking about it today, and I was wondering, I was, like, saying I don't feel like I have my brain all there. It's really hard for me to get... The fog is still there. Yeah. And I thought it was stress. And I think it's partially stress. Yeah. But my, you know, with me, I can usually feel it in my body a bit more if I'm just stressed, stressed. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and good things are happening for me right now. Yeah. So you have some good news to, oh my God, that fucking beeping. Yeah, there it is. Uh Oh, it wasn't as soon as you started but yeah it was pretty soon. it wasn't as soon as but yeah uh, i just knew it was going to come back at some point um you do have some good news I did. uh this week that i'd love for you to share if you're open to it yeah um so i got a job and i you know i got the, you got job. the job i got the job yeah so i'll be moving on up and moving on out um ah! yeah and I'm really excited because this week has been a rough week at work too. So how uh, has it been a rough week at work? I'm just like, I don't like what I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm tired. <laughs> I, I think it's a combination of things. I've taken on a couple other projects um, and I'm tired and I have to put my brain into those things. And like, but I'm also like not able to concentrate on anything. 
And then I have like these deep mind numbing tasks that I have to do for the job. And I think that's the hardest part is I don't care, but I still care because that's the person I am. Yeah. And the tasks are dull and long and like just repetitive. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, what we have to do, you know, and I know it's not all glamorous, this event life, you know, um, there's a lot of proposals and things that you have to put together for people and research and like writing down little numbers. And anyways, so it's just been, it's been like, I, I have not been feeling good. Like I just want to sleep yeah. and I've got so much to do and I don't know when to do it. So it's just, and I think with this, be, me be done with this place, it's like, fuck, I just want to be gone right now. You know, I think that's kind of the feeling I get. <laughs> um, Two questions. When oh, do you start? And have you told them yet? And can't, not. <laughs> you have not told them yet. Okay. Um, can I be there when you tell them? Just like in a corner somewhere. <laughs> I, I, I... <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. And I, you know what? Listeners are going to judge me for this. I got to tell you, listeners are going to judge me for this. That's okay. I don't know how much notice I'm truly going to give. <laughs> I don't see. Here's the fucking thing, though. As uh, And it's funny because I, I saw someone like talking about this recently where a lot of at least our generation of work has been told that you are replaceable, um, that you are like moment to moment, like on the edge of your job, having it or not. I don't think the two weeks notice is necessarily as common uh, as it used to be because, you know, you would have to like really search and like ship somebody in and now everybody's looking for a job. So technically speaking, they can find somebody in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing. I'm not one of their best employees either. And I know <laughs> that um, 100%. We had like a training thing on Monday and I was like, oh, I don't obey any of these rules. And I think that's also why I don't belong there because I think the rules are dumb. Like, you know, just things like what, that. What's an like, example of what are the rules? Um, keeping your camera on at all times and mm. off mute. What? Wait, yeah, while you're working? Meetings. Well, no, why no, 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 we have meetings, which whatever, I get it. No, but no, um, but no, I but that's no. People. I'm so, I, 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 of all the companies that have switched from like, uh, like a work in office into a work from home and have gone into the whole Zoom thing, everybody knows that there is fatigue in looking at yourself. There is fatigue in like being present, like. Some people just learn better if they are muted and they have their camera blocked. Yeah. Well, that that like, shouldn't be good. What if something's happening? I like I like to mute because like sometimes Nico randomly talks to me or, you know, maybe my dogs are barking. Um, but or maybe there's funny. a freaking truck outside that's there's beeping a... like a freaking microwave. Ex- exactly. But it's funny because that was another thing that they brought up is like you are to be... And I, I just, it, and maybe I'm, you know, because I, I hate it there. I'm just taking everything personally or just kind of reading. Maybe this isn't a personal thing, but reading into or everything. You're, but or you're viewing it actually as it is, but keep possibly. going. Um, how you need to be in a distraction-free environment. Oh, Jesus. I, I'm and sorry. It's so micromanagey. <laughs> so, so I was thinking, like, my poor coworker has a kid. And like oh. when I, if I were a mom and I heard that, I'd be like, well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, why, why is this a rule? And like, in what way? Like, well, who's going to go? And I, I think this is what I think. A part of it, I think it's one, I think it's be working on a plane. I think that okay. was part of it. That's um, so fucking, that's so stupid. Everybody does that. And the fact that you even tried to work on the plane, I think is commendable. They don't see that and fuck them for that but anyway keep going um well so i was like and then there's my coworker who i'm like has a kid has a home, kid and it does get i i've seen the kid and i'm like you like it just felt, oh and like make sure you're and then she said make sure your internet is working and things i was like you know it's funny 
especially after working at our last company, dude, mm. you know what? Internet goes fucking out. Like internet yep. goes out. Never internet reliable. goes out. Power goes out. When it's raining, the power goes. I live in San Francisco in an old ass building. Mm-hmm. Let it be. Let there be a strong wind. I'm I'm not surviving <laughs> for the next five days. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just the way things come across, and that's why I was like, maybe I'm just taking these things too seriously. But I think all combined, I'm just like annoyed by all of these rules, and like yeah. I'm praying to God that there's like a little. She, you know, she seems like cool, but I'm praying we have a lot more autonomy. I have a lot more autonomy at the next role. Uh, you know, I just I like got a feeling to... you will just the way that she was speaking about it. Like, yeah, I don't know a company a that people have stayed at, uh, b that that requires people to be like showing off that they are actually at work present and paying attention like that it's just so micromanagey and it feels like it feels like an archaic way of doing business well it is and so i think that's the thing is i think that there's this and it's it's kind of the work from home battle that's going on right now i well that was originally happening where people really tried to control a lot of what people were doing at home and they couldn't and i think there's still companies who probably do too much like with the microsoft teams and you have to be a lot you know it's got to be green but my thing is you gave me a task and if was it completed then what the hell else do you what's the point yeah was it completed and was it lacking was was did my work show any distraction? Yeah. I, I don't need to prove that I can get distracted because I can easily get distracted. But I there was a there was an acting class that I went to and they they told me I needed to print out the sides, which is so it's like the scripts and things like that that they send yeah. you for like scene work. Um we were doing it on Zoom. Like I understand if I'm in person and like holding a script is like a very tactile type of thing, but they wanted me to print it out before the class. And there was a part of me that was like, fuck you. I'm not going to waste that much paper. Cause it was like at least 20 pages or so. And I was like, I can just put it on my iPad and put it off to the side and no one will be the wiser. Um, I didn't, I ended up doing the thing that they told me to do. Cause I'm a fucking good girl like that. Um, it didn't fucking matter. We barely even used the scripts. <laughs> like, it's, that's exactly it doesn't matter. All the time. All the time. We are in twenty twenty three. Yeah. And like, it's funny because it's like, what is important has, feels feels like these ideas of what makes a, a good work. Like, I feel like they're trying to mimic what we do in the office Mm -hmm. but here's the thing what you don't realize is i waste more time in the office i Mm. stare at my screen more there's five million more people for me to talk to you know what i mean like i can go you know oh i could go walk to the bathroom i could go do this you know i mean i'm not saying or i are you gonna watch me sit at my desk at the office and if you are it's not going to matter because that's going to make it even worse for me. At least the kind of person I am, I'm not going to yeah. get anything done unless you're hand holding me and doing the work with me and ensuring like I probably won't get much work done. I just, and even the hand holding, that's too much. Like, cause I can do it. I can figure it out, but I'm just saying, unless we're doing the project here right now, I, I'm not the work does that, that office environment doesn't make a difference. I can still dilly and dally. I can, you know, I can switch from tab to tab at work too. Yeah, easily. And I have totally done that before. Yeah. Like, and then get all the work done in an office. the last hour. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, it was funny too, because I used to work in an office with another actor, uh, a friend of mine, and we would take coffee breaks to go work on auditions. <laughs> um, and we would just be in the main hall in front of the office, like on whatever floor we were on, running lines with each other. And then we would quickly come back, like work for 20 minutes and then go back and do it again. Like you can get away with so much more like downtime when you're in the office, but like our work never suffered from that. Like any of those breaks, any of those like going to get coffee, quote unquote, you know, grabbing food or whatever. Like 
we were doing a whole bunch of other shit. I was like submitting to acting roles. I was like applying to other jobs while on company computers. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me to have, here's what, if it's like your first week and you haven't worked with this person before, and this is not in the context in which you have worked with them before, I get handholding at that point you know like making sure that they know the day-to-day process how to do it whatnot but if you hired me and you don't trust me to get the work done that's kind of on you dude (laughs) because i mean i'm gonna get it done and i'm gonna get it done in the proper amount of time especially if i have a deadline but i'm not a kid like i I don't need to be watched like i'm gonna like be taking like i don't know fucking vodka shots in the middle of the afternoon before i get my work done so what if i am no (laughs) (laughs) am i getting my work done no but yeah like i think it's i don't know um it's weird and you know it's hard for me to like see what's readable sometimes and what's not because i am like i hate authority i'm just that kind of person period right like that's who i am like you hate untoward authority you you know what do you mean by that i mean i i I mean it maybe i'm just projecting but i feel like when you have authority that doesn't know what they're doing and um wants to like bring the hammer down on whatever circumstance you have no respect for that kind of a person i think you have massive respect for people who are in charge and know what they're doing and command respect. I, I, Fair enough. I would Fair say enough. that I would say that yeah. I see that, especially like that, like you're not above ribbing anybody, no matter what their like status is. And that's okay. <laughs> I think yeah. I've, I've never been about hierarchy in the traditional sense, like in the, in the like workplace, I, I get that you have more, you might, might have more responsibility than me. You know, you might have to hmm. man, help manage what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but like, I'm still, I'm a human being, you're a human being after work hours. You're not like, I, I you know, so I think that's more of my issues with very Like I, we have these ideas that we go to work and we allow people to tell us to do whatever we want. Like, did it like, why, would I ever do that? <laughs> well, and it, it's so funny because so much, at least just in corporate America itself has changed. And like so, so much of our society has kind of, you know, glorified the self-starter, but then hasn't made an actual corporate plan to let the self-starter do the thing that they were meant to do without, right. you know, micromanaging expectations. Right. Um where I'm like, you know, we've developed a society now, we've developed even like educational programs in order for us to like take initiative or, you know, think outside the box or whatever. Like we're in a generation that is catered to figure things out in a tough situation. Um, But then we also have old or archaic corporate America that is now saying like, but that's not how it's always done. And this is how it should be done. And that's yeah. how I see results. Well, it's like, I've literally been doing this for several decades now. Yeah. Yeah. So let me think outside of the box so that we can think of different solutions in order to make this progress look a little bit different. And that might be scary, but still be as effective, if not more so. Yeah. It's crazy to me, like... I I think I could have dealt with a lot a lot of this stuff. Ah, no, I know. I think this is all the stuff that I'm knowing me because I just realized my coworker has gone through similar hasn't gone through didn't have to deal with the kind of the microaggressions that I unless she has in another way because she's also a woman. Maybe she doesn't notice it. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Um, but I know that she feels similarly about like she was like what's going to happen when I have to pick up my kid? Is this going to be a big deal? You know what, you know, it's, you know, it's funny that we work from home full time and there's feels like less flexible. (laughs) Like if you were at a job, right. You could get in your car and leave for an hour for lunch or whatever, you know, or take your yeah. lunch late and at least go, go. I don't even feel like I can do that here. 
Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like I could be. That's so (laughs) stupid. Yeah. And she's even, she's like, she's like, she's like, oh, you know, if you need to take a walk or whatever, but you still need to be available, you know, and respond in timely manner. I'm like, yeah, but what does that mean? Like, it's so, it's so vague. Like, I could take a walk downstairs. It feels like she has examples and isn't using them. Yeah. You know? Like, it feels yeah. like it's a very specific circumstance that she needs people to, like, be able to respond when they're on their lunch break or whatever. And it's like, okay, but if it, unless you have an actual example of how this is applicable, you see how this is way too generalized. And, you know, I mean, what do you think I'm doing on my downtime? Like, just... I don't know, fucking like trying to wreck the company from the inside out. Like, what, what do you think I do with my free time other than I don't know, live my fucking life? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like your job should not take up that much time of your day. It shouldn't yeah. be that much of you, your personality, your identity, your your time. And here's the thing: it's not like this. I don't care, and, and I think too. I think that's why also these rules feel like even worse because i'm like i don't care enough about this place right now like yeah. to like these feel this feels like why i mean you're you want me to do these for what all these things for your benefit but i don't like it here <laughs> i mean i guess <laughs> why you leave you know um yeah. i just didn't I, I don't know there was one thing that was like probably about me um oh, about leaving because she, they said that we couldn't travel on work days or like you could like I couldn't leave a day early. She's oh like, well, because she's like we're charging the clients. You can't for leave these a day for early? these planes, and they think that you're coming in on this day and then you're coming on on this day, and that's not it. So if you take you can't travel on those days unless you get approval from a manager. I was like, whatever, okay, that Jesus Christ. Yeah, and then even though it's like a and then um if you travel like if you take like let's say we have an event from the fifth through the fourth if or fifth through the tenth and i come in on the third because i want to take a couple extra days before the event starts you have to pay for that ticket come on now no Mm -mm. no you're going to the same place what if the ticket's cheaper i i this doesn't make sense to me. I, listen. I I'm so glad you're leaving this company. <laughs> yeah, I doesn't. So like, those are the ones that I'm like. Is that like I was like I guess if the client maybe they don't want to. But you we know, don't send if, them the individual tickets. They just get a like, bill. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if nothing else, like that is that part of your own contract? Like, I feel like we're dipping into a legality thing here. That I'm like, I feel like I should ask mark to come on and be like i don't think they legally can tell you to do that um i get like if if you wanted to take like a month in texas or something like that like you can't build a company for like that but within a i mean you were within like a a day or two of when everybody else yeah it was (laughs) that is so fucking ridiculous but i left during work hours but it was like, I worked the whole time. And I was like, here's the thing. I, we usually don't do anything that day, period. Like, I, I, I think I, I was, I was purposeful about the day I picked, right? Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, so that you could be there and be prepared. Yeah. Which is, I feel like shows initiative, if nothing else. And they took that as a slight to them, which is like, I feel like their guard is up too. They're like looking for a way to fucking oh yeah pin something on you and it's just like you guys are you're you're being too nitpicky about inconsequential things yeah so how are you gonna tell how are you gonna tell them so this is the thing so that's the thing i was like decide here's the so the first of the month just passed i got paid right i got mm-hmm. paid on the first for, i'm telling you all a lot the first Good. and the 15th and so the first is always a tough check. It's well, it's not a tough check, but it's like the one where it feels like all of it gets soaked up with rent and like all you know plus bills, right? Because it's for you. So it's, it feels like it's a bigger chunk. So I was like, well, 
I'm probably not going to get paid again for another month. You know, when you start a new job, it takes a while. I was like, so I would just be living off the money from this check that I just paid rent from and it wouldn't be much. So I was like, well, okay. let me then. I was, so I was like, so I need to stay and do two weeks, right? Give me at least stay two more weeks because I'm going to start on the 13th. Okay. But then I was like, if I give my two weeks, will these people let me work? And I think that's what I wasn't sure about. Interesting. I get the distinct feeling because our workload is like kind of like they have probably work that they could give me, but I could see them just as much not giving me work uh, and just saying, we don't need you anymore. You could just <sighs> leave today. So I don't want to be in a financial position where I'm like, here's the, have here's no the money. If they do that, if they're like, you don't need to work, I think that qualifies as unemployment, right? Like they, they've technically fired you from your, in a, in a sense, right? I, like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Like at some point, but it's like here's the thing. By the time I got unemployment, it would be like probably. I know it would be, be like, wouldn't worth it. Yeah. So um, I was, so I'm not like, I'm like, I can give them two weeks notice. I can give them one week's notice. Oh, like, please tell them in your exit interview, if they actually do an exit interview, please tell them about all of this. I was afraid to tell you that I had gotten another job because I was afraid you were going to fire me or you were going to retaliate in some way. Yeah. You know, like this is very valid feedback that they should be getting. Yeah. And it's funny because, and let me just tell you something. This is the the symptom of the the nice ladies. You can have like these people, like the way they talk and the way we interact. You would not think anything is wrong, right? Like these are all quote unquote nice people, and I think. But that's that one where client, get... that one client noticed. Yes. Oh, notice her. Oh, um, Nico sometimes notices my direct supervisor's uh, way of be like. We'll say things like. The way she talks to you, it's, it's, I think you caught, you caught, you caught it in that, like, I'm not going to tell you directly what you did wrong, but I'm going to tell you how to do it right. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, you know, it's like, here's, because sometimes this happens or th- it happens this, it's like, there's no directness, but there's like. They're talking around the issue and not actually wrong. talking about yeah. it. it. Again, it's a, it's poor communication. But that's what, it's so funny because you don't you know like oh these are if you were just a bystander watching you're like oh these are just nice people be going around their days being nice people and it's like no uh, this is like torturous for me yeah. and it's not it, it's like and I'm not being overly sensitive I'm working with people who don't want to be direct with me who don't want me there who don't like don't I don't get along with. It's the best, like the best or worst way, however you want to put it, way possible. Like, you know, it's like you, she, yeah, sure, she could say great job, thank you, today, but she still selectively forgets to put me on a like to invite me to dinner when we're in Austin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah petty bullshit, petty no. bullshit. And yeah. please do me a favor once you leave this company, please give them like a better business bureau rating or something like that. And just be like, <laughs> there's so many like sites out there that are like, how is it to work at this company? Yeah, please be honest, you know, and go tell everyone. Um, because I don't, I don't think pe- like places like this should fucking be able to rely on these poor behaviors because when you have poor communication it's hard for you to ask the right questions because you don't even know what they're fucking talking about to begin with. So how are you supposed to get better? And yeah. of course, it appears nice and it appears like like fair feedback or whatever, but they're not talking about the actual issue. So that means that they can p- complain about your affect towards that actual issue because they haven't actually given you information. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah I, i'm glad to be leaving but it's funny because i hate that this taking is taking up any brain space like me yeah. wanting to do the right thing i wanted to give my notice on monday 
Um, but like, I'm like, maybe I'm just going to wait till the last day. Maybe I'm going to give it on Monday and give them a week's notice. So at least if they don't want me to work, I'll have like half the time of pay. Maybe I just say, fuck it on the last day and be like, I'm out. My mental health has suffered too much. Cause that's the thing is like, I feel like a lot of reasons why, like my mental health is like completely the reason why I'm leaving this job. Like. I, it's I. I almost I've feel that's why you should tell them right now, <laughs> because yeah. of your mental health. Because the longer you stay in that, the more your mental health will take a drain on that. No matter whether you're wrapping things up or not. Um, and with that, we'll get back to this after this brief break. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and Jess are over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. I'm excited. Are you gonna make hummus? No, like, I made like uh, baked baked chickpeas. So like, yeah. Oh, just for like just for eating, snacking. Um, That's a great I'm idea. I'm trying healthy things. Like yeah, I also I made myself a juice. Some oh, it was so good. I don't think I need to do it this way anymore. I think I could probably just use my Vita Blender. But um, I made a watermelon lime agua fresca. Oh. How great was that? It was so good. And I love that it was so good without adding anything. Probably going to add some like ginger and turmeric to it and like make it a thing. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, And if you want like a shit ton of turmeric that's not like the expensive ass bottles at the grocery store, Amazon sells like packs of turmeric powder. Oh, really? Yeah. I highly recommend. Okay. Ginger, I'm still trying to find like a good sort. I order usually from Amazon. Um, that's my hypocrisy at work because, you know, not a big fan of that company, but yeah, damn, fair, do fair, they same. make things cheap and accessible. Easy. It's easy. I've, yeah. I, I, I got some, I have some powder ginger that I've gotten from Amazon. It just feels like it's a lot of money for itty bitty little seas. Or what is yep. it? <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Um, but love to shop on Amazon, but hate to shop on Amazon. That's the thing I that know. sucks. There's so a, many it, things. It's really... I've been better about it. Like, this Christmas, um, I actually bought, and I don't know, I, I'm sure there's some ethical... What, I'm sure somebody out there has some issue with it that I probably would maybe agree with, but I don't know. But Etsy feels a little bit better. I'm sure people are like, oh, yes. well, they, the fees are too large or whatever. But it was but my it, attempt at being not reliant on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's really fucking smart. And here's the thing. it's Have you watched The Good Place? Jamila Jamil and Kristen... Yeah, they had basically, I, I call it the, the good place morality model, where it's like, you you can try as hard as you fucking can, but no matter what decision you make, it's going to fuck you over ethically in some respect or another, where it's like, yeah, I want to support this small business, but in order to support them, I only have cash via my like cash app, and then they take a percentage out, and that goes to a big corporation that fucks them over in the long run, or fucks the environment over yeah. in the long run. It's like everywhere you go and every decision you make is like a blood diamonds type of situation yeah. where you're just like, ah, or like, I can't afford to get this at my local grocery store. So I order it on Amazon, but then I'm fucking helping the Amazon. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to like a local grocery store that in it of itself is its own big corporation. And it's actually something that I've been thinking about a lot lately because we just, uh, I got Hogwarts legacy um, for a PlayStation five, which is the Harry Potter game on um, a PC and PlayStation um and i think xbox probably uh you know 
I am not a J.K. Rowling fan anymore. You know, her as a person, I think, is not she's, the greatest. She's gone off the rails. And she's a transphobe, big time. She's a, tra- she's a big turf. And that's the thing. And I'm like, yeah. and I, I pitched an article to fandom that, that was like, you know, I was like, look, this is going to be a controversial topic, but I kind of want to explore it, especially all the ins and outs of it. But I was like, playing Hogwarts Legacy does not make you a transphobe um because there is a main character in it that is trans and it's a beautiful story and has great lines this entire game is made with love of the actual property of just like this wizarding world and being able to explore these different things in hogwarts it's like everything of my childhood that made me feel safe and accepted and like enough to be weird and explore I feel like is in this game and I feel like the developers who made this put all of that love and all of that interest into the game and now we have a fucking figurehead <laughs> that is like making it so it's like you play that you're you're a transphobe too and it's like ah the transitive <laughs> property I don't think quite works that way. <laughs> well my question I think I think the see I think that's a far I think it's a it's a big leap to say buying the game makes you a transphobe. I think you know it's with me, supporting it's like, at least. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I'm more like okay. I think I would prefer just not to give J.K. my money anymore. And, and Nico and I talk about this, and maybe and it's it's I don't think it's gotten right. I know that there's still a lot of queers who are into Harry Potter, who are you know who. Like still wear their 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 their, their uh, Gryffindor shirts. You saw that I, when I was in yeah. Harry Potter World. I, Harry Potter World. Harry Potter Harry World. World. I bought you know I bought a couple things for my dad's. Yeah. Uh, I ended up not getting one. Where I got oh I that's got, right that's right. I got like a little thing and a cup, and, but it's from my yeah. dad's altar. And um. I know that my, I don't think JK's getting that money. I think it goes to Universal Studios. I'm not sure. Maybe whatever. But I, uh, it's weird because I think a lot of folks relate so closely to Harry Potter's Harry Potter stories, like mm-hmm. um, like a lot of queer kids. So it's hard to replace like that that value in your life right you can't like oh gosh i grew up and this is what helped me um but she also has been doing damage so like how do we do it i think i'm just like so my goal is i can enjoy the stories i can enjoy everything and maybe if i'm so at somebody else's houses maybe i'll play it but like Mm -hmm. we try not to buy anything that's going into her pockets directly now that's kind of how we um and if that's the case, don't buy any of the Lego properties for Harry Potter because that goes like directly to her apart from gonna... just like li- licensing fees. Okay. Here's the thing. These kinds of things, you know, these properties, these partnerships, these deals, like you, it's such a, it's such a tangled web to begin yeah. with in like yes. who gets what percentage of money, who gets points off the back end of films, who gets this, who gets that, you know, it, it's but it it goes back to my point of the good place morality model where it's like you do one thing because you find enjoyment or fulfillment in something but you don't realize it's either supporting or giving money to something that's fucking over something else um and i feel like we are holding ourselves to such a high standard in terms of like finding so many different roots of like how how we're fucking over the environment how we're fucking over our fellow man or woman or you know or the trans community as a whole and it's like where where do we draw the morality line in what we're expected to do if i'm buying a fucking roll of toilet paper and this is a real question too because i you know white guilt is huge and uh i feel like there's a lot for me to learn. <laughs> well, he, and I think it's hard. It's, you know, it's a big issue to unpack. And I actually, I think we, I would love to like have um, a trans person on to mm-hmm. like talk about Harry Potter and like, because I yeah. want to, I want to hear those thoughts as well. Yeah. Cause I know like, I just funny. Cause my friend, my, my very non-binary, very queer friend just posted about getting the, getting the game, the Harry Potter yeah, Harry Potter. I guess it's funny. Hogwarts like Legacy. Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 
that you do the best. Like, I think it's a privilege to be able to put your money mm-hmm. where you want it. I think it's yeah. a privilege to be able to spend, um, you know, with have your like it's it's harder it's more expensive to make your purchases clean right like you know unless right. you're in you know thailand and buying directly <laughs> from that person and like seeing that she puts it into a bank account for her kid and her kid gets some like that's yeah. really hard to do uh but i think we can i think we could draw the lines out i think we can be more intentional i think we can act we can you know i think there's like things that we really should stay away like i don't buy goya anymore i don't buy goya like it's a a stupid little thing but the the president supported trump and i remember um everybody made a big deal where i was at because i lived in the central valley where it was very conservative about going and buying all the goya so for me that was just kind of like ugh this is gross. I'm just not going to get Goya because they made a big deal out of it. Right. They kind of like, so it's, I don't think, you know, you can be perfect in your activism, you know, your financial activism. Cause I think there's no healthy consumption under capitalism. Right. There's not, none of it all road to all the, all roads lead to us. Like hell, hell. (laughs) but morality, hell. Yeah. I, you know, I think I'm I'm with a person who who identifies as trans non-binary. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we, I think it makes sense that we don't, you know, buy Harry Potter stuff typically. Um, but I also know that we're not like barking down our friends' doors saying, "You're a transphobe. You just bought this." I right. I would just hope that. Um, I think there needs to be an acknowledgement and I think it's important to acknowledge about JK because I think a lot of times people are like whatever you know uh, you know it's 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 something different but I was like no I think there needs to be a a real like honest look at who JK is yeah yeah, and understanding that she um, and and I think also the acknowledgement that a celebrity at JK's level is is can be dangerous in that she gives yes. her money to um you know these female activists and yeah and and, yeah. and p- puts her money behind bills and lobby you know she can influence things financially and now that we have like places where they don't allow drag you know you think about these things so yeah um, but it's how you know i it's, i know somebody who i i'm sure there's trans people who bought the, <laughs> bought the bought i know the- and it, and it's it's difficult because <laughs> at, at one point like you're saying like i i don't condone what jk rowling says was there something actually that daniel radcliffe has said he's like i think the fandom and the world has kind of grown beyond her initial intent and has become something more beautiful than she's ever really written um which i do believe and i i agree with him in that sense um and she's he's like i adamantly oppose what she's uh what she's for i also think that there should be a wealth cap because i think when you get a certain amount of fucking fuck ton of money you go crazy and you almost like create these issues that who is it i think it was um was it hassan minaj um uh yeah i think it was someone that i think he's doing um the daily show right now and he was talking about like when it comes to jk rowling or the guy who wrote dilbert who's in hot water right now because he's saying some really fucking awful things about like don't support your black friends or something because they don't support you yeah bullshit stuff like this he he said he's like do you think that jk rowling cared about trans uh folks when she was on welfare like you know like she wasn't talking about that she was a little bit more focused on her own situation and here's the thing i i think when you get super wealthy you start making these weird decisions to like become public about like some of your insecurities or like your lack of knowledge on something and 
then people are like, oh, fuck you for that opinion. And then suddenly it's like they have to hunker down and like, like really lean into these really shitty opinions. And I feel they're like, it's okay. I'm still wealthy. It doesn't matter. I can say whatever the fuck I want. And I have no consequences because I'm still going to live fine off my billions and billions of dollars off this property, which is the same with the Dilbert guy. But I think that's the scary thing, though. That's what makes them dangerous, though. Yes. Because they have all this money and access and an audience. I think that's the thing is like, that's. You, you know, it's almost and it's like it's funny because, too, because I remember I used to be an Elon Musk fan, but he just keeps kidding like. The more we He's give him a dumbass. Oh God, he just says the most. He recently said that like we're racist against Asians and white people now, and I was like, yeah. He was saying society. that. Yeah, and I'm like, oh God, I just can't with you. Just um, stop talking. It's yeah, so really easy wish. to just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I wish. I here's why. Here is I just. I don't want to put any more money in. I think that's the thing is with me though. I don't want to put any more money into JK's mm-hmm. pockets, even yeah. though I understand that anything I purchase is like a drop in her bucket. I guess that's it. Just there's some people I that's like my she's my hard line, like for a lot of things. But I still like we still watch the Harry Potter. Like it's I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. that. Like I know still, it, it, it's that, that it's the morality line. You still like. You still find joy and comfort in those movies. You still find yeah. joy and comfort in those books. You know, um, someone went, I can't remember, fuck, I, I'm quoting someone I don't even know who I'm quoting, but someone was like, I'm not going to put any new money into the things that I love. Like, I'm not going to further support by, like, going to the Harry Potter Wizarding World at Universal, or I'm not going to buy the Lego stuff, or I'm not going to, you know, rebuy the digital blu-ray copy of the entire series or whatever right yeah and i and i get that and it's it's just it 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 sucks when they've created something like i mean i was never a dilbert fan so like there is no loss for me there i'm not buying a paper (laughs) so i can open it up to see dilbert (laughs) um um but like when it it's funny because it feels like such a personal thing when it comes to harry potter because it was the one property that got me into reading as a kid and i was not much of a reader as a kid i was a very slow reader still am a slow reader but like those i ripped through and felt even though i felt other as a kid felt like i was part of something bigger and that was like a beautiful thing that she brought to the world and now is kind of tearing that apart post all of this and it just it it sucks but i feel like a lot of our decisions and a lot of our purchases especially nowadays with the convenience of uber with the convenience of lyft when the convenience of doordash of amazon and all this stuff is happening we're fucking over somebody and i i mean if any of our listeners have good advice on like someone that they've heard talk about these these topics and talk eloquently about them love to have them on at any point um because i certainly uh, frida here oh yeah bring frida back on yeah absolutely she's a gamer and she's oh hell she'll she'll talk because i i think i don't know i it's weird because i i don't you know i've not I just want to, here's the thing Tell for me. me um, I don't want to say I see it from both sides. Cause that's always, uh, to me, it's like, that's kind of dangerous sometimes when you say yeah. that, right? Oh, I see yeah. it from both sides. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't have a side to see it from because I'm not trans, but I know that I'm trying to be an ally that my trans friends feel safe with. Yeah. So, I think for me, I want them to tell me what that looks like. And if I have a trans friend who bought the legacy game, go girl. If I have mm-hmm. a trans friend who's like, fuck Joy King Rowling and fuck you for buying, for buying the game. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, go girl too. Like that's, that's your hard line. 
I wanna, I, I'm gonna say that's okay. Like, I have to, either way, I'm okay. And that's, I think that's the only way I know. I think the best way to be an ally is to be, listen to how, <laughs> listen to what people tell you. <laughs> right? Like, I'm saying this is what I need, so this is what I need. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also understanding that, like, every, everybody's, what everybody's needs are different. Um, um, but I do think it's, you know, it's like, I think openly because i think you know who knows who knows where our money is going after we spend it but Mm. i think we can also still be vocal about see it's funny because it's like there's this rabbit hole that you go down like you can be vocal about it but then not do anything and then you put your money and we keep feeding the machine that's the thing is what do you uh, it's it's waste the line yeah Um, where, do, where, where is the line of responsibility and you know like how how far do we need to quote be doing our research you know um i do think there are ways like here's the thing i think if we collectively did get behind more things it would be impactful yeah i'm trying to you know it's like so how do we get everybody on board to do that one thing what do you do I don't know. And here's yeah. the thing is that not everybody's going to agree on that thing. And, I mean, yeah. very, very bad example or one-to-one, not really a one-to-one, but consider this. Um, George Lucas created Star Wars, original trilogy. People love them. They're fantastic. He comes back almost like a decade and a half later to come out with prequels. And the CG was rampant and everybody have trashed them for so long. Um, So many people were saying, this is not the way that Star Wars should be. Star Wars should be practical. Star Wars should have this, like, you know, just take George Lucas out of the equation and you'll be fine. George Lucas sells the property to Disney and then we get the next set of movies and some people are happy with them. Some people are not. Um, and then we have all this, you know, nerd rage for whatever reason, whether it be because of CG or not CG or story or whatever. And taking the original guy out of it didn't seem to really do much to begin with, with like the continuing properties. Like there is still great love for the, the whole property and there's still great fandom in it that continues on to this day. But um, again, this is like such a low expectation, but it's like, no one's going to agree on the perfect thing because there is no perfect path to morality or to what needs to be done. Um, So how far do we fight and look for it? (laughs) And and also it depends. I, I mean, like, look, the George Lucas example, completely bad example, as opposed to J.K. Rowling hating trans people. Um, there's no comparison in that. Uh, it's basically CG versus a transphobe. Right. Like, there's, I, I admittedly am not making a good example. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's an interesting thing where it's like, there were so many solutions pitched along the way in terms of star Wars and, and a lot of the studios listened and they, they changed things or they, they took the CG out or they did practical effects or they did more CG and the story suffered, you know, like it, there's never one great thing because everybody's individual experience with the original stuff is going to be different and it means different things to different people. Um, and I think that's really what, what truly matters is that like, okay, if, 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 if this means that I am a transphobe to my trans friend that I am playing and enjoying Hogwarts legacy, I will not be talking about the game or, you know, any of the fandom or anything like that with my friend, because I support my friend and their experience. And I would never want them to feel like they were, exiled or othered or um or belittled i will support their causes i will donate money to the things that they you know promote and need um 
in order to make up for that. But, I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you because... Can, <laughs> reparations. <laughs> absolutely. I will fucking reparations the shit out of anything. Like, just let me know. I'll, I'll do what I can. <laughs> but, yeah. you know... I think that I think I think it's good to you know to really be honest about like it's it's a complicated thing. I do think like it's I I, I want to make sure that we're clear though like there are yeah. some things that are just wrong <laughs> wrong like yeah. I yeah. don't care about your memory and your your grandpa's commitment to the Confederate flag. Right, like, I think I think the reason why the Harry Potter issue is complicated is because it's the 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 world is is what people love. It's not J.K. Yeah. It's yeah. the it's what you know what it did in a for wizarding a world where people could literally change their face and like their look at will yeah. <laughs> or via potions yeah. or um you know or a society that like shunned uh, like a certain race of magical creature and and the main cast is trying to make sure that that doesn't happen in the future like it's amazing sort of the themes and uh, all of the all of the magical world of harry potter seems to be about like stop excluding the other and accept them for who they are because they can you they, you can see so many more magical things through that lens to have the figurehead be saying bullshit like this yeah yeah um i don't know i i don't know <laughs> yeah well, that was kind of funny. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was a random tear, and I apologize. <laughs> no, uh, uh, no, but it's good. Like, um, it's good to be honest about these things because you know, we got to grow and learn somehow. You got to talk about it, and honestly, I, you know, we could be flubbing this conversation. I want to oh, yeah. be really uh, like we could be flubbing this. We we could be not coming from the right perspective. Maybe I, as a queer person, need to not... I, I, but here's the thing. I am an imperfect ally a lot of times. And I want to say, I don't know if I'll ever be perfect, but I'm I'm better. I want to be better. Um, yeah. And so... Uh, and the thing is, I'm also not trans. <laughs> so... <laughs> right, right. And and it's funny because when fandom wrote me back and was like, yeah, we are not buying that article. I was like, you know what? That's fair. I'm not trans. Like, what perspective do I really bring other than like a white privileged female? That I'm like, I like my little Harry Potter game. Why can't we all like it? Um, it doesn't make me transphobic, right? Like, I I get it a hundred percent. It's coming from a very privileged perspective to be saying shit like this. Um, but. In order for me to learn, I'm going to have to say some dumb shit first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to the I've right learned people. anything in my life. <laughs> yeah, <Right>. yeah, <laughs> in the right context. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't go dumping on every trans person you see. <laughs> How do you? I'm feel sorry. About trans women there? are women. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I have to say. Yeah, uh, there you go. I don't care whether or not you have a uterus or not. Uh, <laughs> trans women are women. <laughs> there you go. Oh, goodness. Um, so, yeah. Anything you're looking forward to in this coming week? Um, I'm going to go see Cocaine If I'm feeling up to it. Ooh, I'm going to talk much about my, my, my sick, how I'm sick. But, like, I, it's raining out here. The weather has mm-hmm. been horrible. It's and been snowing I, down here. Oh, has it really? In Burbank, it's been snowing. Yeah. I, I haven't seen we haven't gotten a lick of moisture over here uh, so it's kind of weird because Burbank is all of like 10 minute drive right but whatever <laughs> that's crazy because I it, it's been ha- it hailed a couple days but here's the thing I've got asthma that's weather triggered so each time the weather shifts suddenly oh shit which is, uh, it's been bad and so with that's the thing is with the COVID and anyways that's mm-hmm. why I'm sick again and really dependent on like 
how well it looks outside is how uh-huh. much I'm getting into. But if I can, I'm going to go see Cocaine Bear with some friends. Yes. Please let me know how that is. I'm very curious. Yeah. The I'm memes really have been hilarious. <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Um, that and just getting some stuff done. This and uh, trying to calm my mind. Um, because I'm still nervous about starting a new job, so um, just trying to massage so like, it away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about you? You got anything going on? Um, I don't technically. It's all still, you know, working out, trying to be healthy, and um, preparing for the wedding. Which I let me tell you, this is the last wedding I will ever uh plan because uh i'm not getting married again um fuck this noise um all the emotion and everything leading into it is just like i'm so tired (laughs) yeah i bet and it's it's just like you know someone asks you one simple question like you know what's the entire fucking read the website like my reactions are not matching what it should be um (laughs) it's funny that you would say tired because nico wanted me to ask you um, about the attire <laughs> yeah what they should wear to walk you down the aisle <laughs> <laughs> well first of all you might have to wear a suit that looks exactly like my dad because uh, he's gonna fight you um <laughs> to walk me down the aisle i fucking love that i just want them to come and have fun um, they can, uh, whatever they feel fancy in, we are, what our website says is cocktail to formal. Um, so if they want to wear a suit, wear a suit, if they want to wear a dress, wear a dress, if they want to wear, you know, a giant pizza suit, that's fine too. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to actually, in the speaking of attire, go ahead. You're trying to look for, <laughs> for stuff. I'm gonna um, sh- I want to send you the picture of what I want to wear. Oh, perfect. Awesome. I can't wait. Um, but here's the but thing. Yeah. It's not funny. It's like just a wreck. I, I decided. I to... bet it's gorgeous. I can't okay. wait. Okay. Yeah. No, I, it, it doesn't have to be funny. Uh, allow us to like entertain. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Come to have fun is all we ask. Um, yeah. Uh, so wedding planning is for the dogs. Uh, not a fan of it and never want to do it ever, ever, ever again. Um, but I am excited for the day of, um, I'm, I'm getting pumped. It's less than two months now and, uh, it's exciting and scary. Like every once in a while people are like, you know, are you like nervous for it? I'm like, no, I just kind of want it to fucking happen because I'm tired of making decisions (laughs) that feel so innocuous, Um, you know, um, and, uh, yeah. No, there's just and there's just so much family drama that goes into all of that too, and it's yeah. just I'm, I I don't want to. I would rather cook for friends and like <laughs> make that be like the wedding, you know? Like I want to like April and Andy at, at some point, like in Parks and Rec, when they just like we're having a housewarming party. Oh, JK, <laughs> we're getting married. Um, I highly recommend anybody out there who's planning a wedding just elope, just do it it's probably better uh it's fine um probably would mean more too <laughs> no but yeah i am not looking forward to um all that but mark is actually going to be gone this weekend for a, a a research study um because we're part of a, a group that does like gaming research stuff where they like okay. inter- like focus group type stuff yeah I th- we're not sure and um but we think it's for a game that we all play and love uh and it pays very well so like we're very excited <laughs> i love those i haven't been, been able to get into one yet oh no oh yeah, yeah. they're i think because you guys are heavier heavier duty game they're, they're they're not really interested in fortnite switch players you know what I mean? like you know this one might have been uh, <laughs> i should have sent you a code uh they they might have been uh, but yeah so we're we're gonna see um what that is but um i he was gone last weekend for the bachelor party and now he's gonna be gone this weekend for this focus group so um i'm not sure what i'm gonna do but probably work out and wedding plan that's all that's all i'm doing trying not to freak out about jobs Um, (coughs) i feel you yeah 
yeah but um yeah we'll we'll see how it goes and um hopefully we can have some some friendly trans friends to come on and tell us that we're assholes uh that need to donate to better causes well that is other, other yeah. things that, that's on my list that's on my donating. list to find somebody <laughs> to tell me that that's i'm a that i'm a dumbass that's gonna be the name of this episode we're horrible allies come listen <laughs> yeah i love it oh man well everybody please remember that the universe is utter chaos so please be kind marie anything you want to leave everyone with Oh, I'm first today. Oh, that's what you usually say. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I threw you for a loop last time when uh, Ashley gave some some good advice, too. But, uh... Uh, you know, yeah. Um, Look, look, you know, sometimes you walk in your house and you're like, oh, what is that terrible smell? Uh Uh-huh. You know, and you're looking and you're like, what is it? The trash can. Is it the dogs that live in your house or the cat thing? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's your shoes. Oh, shit. <laughs> Did you step in something recently? No, sometimes it's just the horrible smell of your feet. Your shoes. Especially when you have the shoe rack right at the front door when you walk oh. in. Yeah. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out what the fuck our smell, the smell was in my house. And A little baking soda in there. Ah, well, that's what I did. That's what I did. I love these and baking. Nico will tell you I'm baking soda in this house. It's the only, because especially with the dog that pees in the house, right. it's the only thing that saves me. Yeah. Yeah. No, and uh, they they have certain products and things like that, but I've often found that baking soda is just the best thing in terms yeah. of all odor situations. Yeah. So this episode is brought to you by Arm & Hammer. <laughs> yeah. amazing we'll we'll see everybody next week thanks so much for listening bye You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 